sometimes these breaks seem like forever. I know. And sometimes they just like, whoa, there they are. <laughs> there you are. There you go. Okay. We're back. We're back. Okay. Fill in the blank. Out of these pets, there are the most pet blanks in the U.S. Birds, cats, dogs, horses. Dogs? Uh, hold on. <laughs> it, it's got an explanation here. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a 2018 survey okay. Okay, from the American Pet po- Products Association. Found that there was 94.2 million pet cats. And then there was 89.7 million dogs. Mm. There was 20.3 million pet birds and 7.6 million pet horses. That's a lot of animals. But, you know, after this pandemic, I'm sure that number has doubled. <laughs> You're going to have to take that survey again. <laughs> You're right. And so that that's a lot, though. But So cats would be at 94.2 million pet cats back in 2018 and then 89.7, you know, million dogs. So. Mm. <clears throat> but it, but like I said, after the pandemic, yeah, it's... <laughs> I, yeah, those are probably doubled or tripled in the whole kit and caboodle. So. Right. Okay, we left. We're back with Chris, right? Yes. Okay, Chris, are you there? Yes, I'm uh, still here. All right. And see that the thing is, is that you know, like uh, there's a lot of people that will call me and say, "Okay, well, how can I teach my dog boundary training?" Right. There is no such animal. There's none. Because with the right distraction, even people that use the underground fencing, the many dogs personalities are that zing is worth the gone. (laughs) And so I live on 20 acres. When I'm out, the dogs are out. When I'm in, the dogs are in. I don't leave my dogs outside uh, because then I don't have to worry about the little ones. I don't have to worry about them being picked up by coyotes or the the eagles or the red tails. All right. But But the bigger dogs, it's like I'm not taking a chance of them wandering off and either getting hit up on the road or like I said, Elsie wound up in downtown Hugo. That was years ago, probably about 20 years ago. And so the thing is, is that, you know, that scared me to death because I couldn't find her. She was good at coming, but the thing is, is apparently she couldn't hear me from Hugo. <laughs> and so that's why, like I say, what, and, and it was just a blink of an eye. Literally, she went around the corner of the barn, you know, and I was digging around down at the barn, and I come around and called her, and she wasn't there. And I didn't realize uh, she got up on the road, and the boys came by with bikes, and she followed them to, to Hugo. So like I say, I'm just not, I, I don't, well, I don't, that feeling that I had that day, I don't want to ever feel it again. And so that's yeah. why, like I said, I just, uh, I, I just, I, I know I'm overcautious, uh, and that's just the way it is, you know. Now, and the dogs like my Ben, when I brought the Cushman out, he'd ride in the Cushman with me, and stay in the Cushman until so you know I'd run the barn ding around or whatever. But see, so that, that's what I mean. I it just it, there's no such thing as bounty training a dog. And and I grew up with a neighbor that next to my mom and dad's that his idea of bounty training a dog was to let the dog wander off over to our property, pull the dog and beat the crap out of the dog like you oh. went out of your batter. And after uh, seeing that, I my dad just made my heart sick. And I was, I think, about 13 at the time. And I finally went over there and, and he was a really not nice man. Well, obviously, he's beating the crap out of his dog. But I went over there and just lipped off at him. And then he really went over the edge and called my mom and dad, you know. And so <laughs> it was it was coming. It was coming. My news, it was I'm, I wasn't going to sit still for it. <laughs> So that's what I mean. So just to keep everybody okay. happy, get yourself a 20-foot line that you can like hold on to, you know, or you can stake it into the ground or wrap it around something so the dog is always with you, you know, or got cable system, you know, because some dogs are 
screw through like a line. So then you just get the rubberized cable and put a hook on one side and a hook on the other side and then hook it to something. So that if you're going to be stationary, the dog is hanging around you. You don't have to worry about all of a sudden where the dog go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. okay. Anything else? No, that's it. Thank well, you thank so you. Much. You have a grand, neat, grand day. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, boy, I tell you, I, and I still remember that guy's name, Mister Kerber. Oh, Kerber. Awful. Oh, I, I. We were so happy. I was never so happy in my life when they that house went up for sale. It was just. Oh, I, yeah. I was. My oh. heart. It was a beautiful German Shepherd too, mm. and that poor dog. Every time that dog heard his voice, man, oh. her ears would go back, and she'd hit the dirt, yeah. just ready to be smacked, and it just <gasps> drove. Oh, God, it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have been older, I would have smacked him. Yeah, I believe it. That's pretty brave of you at 13 to get oh, him God, a talk. I I, you have no wow. idea because I had put it up for about, about the winter, winter. We never really saw the dog out much but during the summer months. We still didn't see the dog out that much. I just wondered what that poor dog went through oh. in the house. So, so Okay. Sad. I know. Who's up? We got Trudy and her questions about aggressive behavior in oh, a dog. Okay. Hi, Trudy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. What kind of puppy do we have? We have a six-month-old, um, extremely aggressive cocker spaniel puppy. Okay. And then what's, what do you mean by aggressive? What's going on? Um, he is very, very aggressive towards our five-and-a-half-year-old Golden, who is the sweetest, most tolerant dog ever. Okay. Um, he also will um, nip at both my husband and me and the kids occasionally if we just walk by them. Um, he, he's... Not attack mode, but if you're in his area and he feels like you have something he wants or he just doesn't want you there, he will he will nip and bite at your hands and your feet. And it's, it, it's not in a playful manner. Okay. Okay, that's what color he is. He is technically red, okay. I guess. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, now, do you get him as a puppy, a secondhand dog? What's going on here? Nope. He came to us as a puppy at um, about nine weeks old. Okay. And how was he as a pup? Um sleep for a couple of days and then as soon as he got comfortable at home he started right in on the golden um just playing mm-hmm. but he's been at the um the pet resort in town and he's gotten kicked out of play group for playing too aggressively with the other puppies mm-hmm. okay okay um because what you have to work with and what you have to train is the personality of the dog all right and so uh, a lot of people want to go to puppy playtime or dog parks to socialize a dog, and that's the wrong place to go. Because what happens is it teaches them to be more dog, and if they already have a, a, an edge to them, it teaches them to be more dog and be more pushy, all right? And so that's why uh, socialization does not come from those two places. But anyway, okay. so the thing is, is what I would strongly do. Now, you haven't done any formal training with him, have you? Um, we started with like a puppy, they call it puppy preschool. And then we did puppy boot camp, but that was more, um, sit, leave it, that type of, that type of training. Okay. Because when you have a dog that's this pushy, this, uh, is, is, is his house and you're lucky to be in his house. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of training that has to come and the dog has to earn his rights to be there. This dog doesn't have right to be free in the house. He needs to be on a leash attached to somebody. And when somebody doesn't have a chance or, you know, to be with him, then he's in his kennel. You've got to really limit his space. And so that he's got to earn things. They, good things don't happen. If you want to pet him, he has to sit first. All right. And then uh, when you want to go for a walk, he's always walking with you, never scanning out in front of you. And the collar is le- the loose. Bleh, bleh, bleh. The collar and the leash is loose there. You can't even feel that he's down there. 
All right. So that's why getting the right training collar, getting the right trainer and start getting him more organized. So he looks to you for a leader instead of taking you've got what's called a general. Okay. Um, If you want to read the book, People Training for Good Dogs, Melissa Berryman will explain to you. And that book would be very helpful for you because you got to see it as the dog sees it to start working with this personality. All right. It's not me, master, you dog. That's the worst thing you could do with this dog. All right. You don't go up against him. What you want to get him is get him looking to you for direction and turn the tables that is your house, not his house. A couple questions. Where does he sleep? He sleeps in his kennel. Okay. Excellent. Very good. Okay. Where does, uh, are there toys all over the house? Um, yeah, there are. Okay, you want to pick up all the toys, put them in a basket, put them in a closet. You are in charge of the toys. He can have two toys out at a time, right? And then now you got your other dog. Now, is that dog liking toys or not? He's more of a chewer. As long as he has something to chew on, he's fine. He doesn't play a whole lot. Okay. He's kind of lazy. Okay, so then, okay, so then let, let him be, let him, that's his thing then, okay? And then you can ro- rotate the toys as often as you want. All right. Uh, you can run two times a day, once a day, uh, once a week. You decide. But it's you're in charge of those toys. When you have toys all over the house, then the dog is like mine, mine, my room, my room, my room, my room. You know, and uh, no, it's not his room. It's your room. So that's why gathering all the toys and putting them in a box and then t- rotating them. That's going to help you out immensely. Now, okay. how, do, how do you uh, feed the dog? Do you have set feeding times? Yeah. Okay. And where does he get fed? He gets fed. Um, he has his own space. The other dog has has his own space. But we actually uh, will have to occasionally stand between them because he will go after you bet. the golden. Food and from this and- point on, he is never be. He's being. He has to go to his kennel to be fed. Okay, you cannot eat in the open. That's not. That's a right of a nice dog, not a dog just acting like an idiot. <laughs> okay. okay. We got to run to a uh, break. So hold on. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. okay. Don't hang up. Okay. Here we go. Let's see. Da-da-da-da. It's which of these animals live the longest? An ocean. Oh, wait, am I going to get closer? I can't see. <laughs> okay. An, um, an ocean clam, red sea urchin, red sea urchin, a Galapagos tor- tortoise, or a rough, uh, a rough eye rock fish. There we go. Okay. We'll be back. All right. Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, which one of these live these animals live the longest? An ocean clam, a red sea urchin, a Galapagos. I knew I was going to mess that up again. Tortoise or the rough eye rockfish. I'm going to go with the tortoise. Okay, yeah. believe it or not. It's not. That's what I would have said too, yeah. because you know they're always right. taunting. Yeah, how, you know how long they're like. They, how how old is this tortoise? They talk about it all the time. Oh, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, the way okay. Oh, there I am. Okay. It's it's the uh, ocean clam lives up to four hundred years. What? For comparison, yeah. the longest lived Galapagos tor- tortoise was recorded at one hundred and seventy seven years. Not even Who close. knew an ocean clam of <laughs> four hundred years. years? I mean, to me, that seems like uh, like way off. But that's what I would have said too. Yeah. As a tourist. So it's just kind of like really, really. Mm. Oh well, this is what it is. So the ocean clam, it, it's got a the, uh, the I don't know how to say it. it's G Q Q U A H O G. How would you say that? Q U A H O G. I don't know. 
Okay, and then AKA Ocean Clam. So, okay. Okay. Oh, it's called that. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. So I don't know how the heck to say that. I'm not, I might, my English, as I, uh, have you guys been listening to me over 19 years? No, I make up my own words. I kind of, me and Julie, Julia are kind of like kinder, yeah. you know, uh, uh, sisters. Yeah. You know, we make up new words and we don't just keep right on going or we can't say the word correctly, but it's like, it, is what it is. We keep people you, on, exactly. We keep people on their toes. Exactly. Okay, where are we at? We're back with Trudy. All right. Hey, Trudy. Hello. Okay. So now, the thing is, is that you to read that book, People Training for Good Dogs, is a must. All right? Uh, because now, the thing is, is what you got to remember is that we're all born with a personality. And some personalities are not so nice. <laughs> and so, because if this pup was kind of like this from the beginning, that tells me that, you know, he's definitely a, a, what we call a general. And a lot of times, if you don't realize you have a general, you empower them, they become a one-star, two-star, three-star, four-star, five-star general. All right? And so what we got to do is we can't change the general, but we can get rid of those stars. And he has to start earning everything. Now, when you take him for a walk, uh, what do you walk him in? A trading collar or a harness? I have a harness for him right now. I've been trying to find the Starmark collar that you recommended yep. to Steve, yep. and I can't get my hands on one. Oh, you don't? Because they're online. You can't get them? Yeah, Amazon is almost sold out. Oh, really? Well, I've got them yeah, up to Katie's Yeah, it's tough to find one small enough. Oh, now. so I've been recommending them so much now. That, yeah. <laughs> and so how many pounds is your pup? Um, He hasn't been to the vet recently. I would say he's probably pushing 20 pounds oh okay okay probably the small one the small collar should work for you otherwise you can get the large one but like i said i've got him up at katie's canines but that's what we got to do is get him out of the harness now has he ever had a a collar on of any sorts he has a collar that we keep on him nice all the time good 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 okay so that's that's for sure because um at first when you put the star mark collar on you'd leave his training or his, his buckle collar on all right, and then so he can doesn't have the full effect of it, and then eventually when he gets used to it, then you take the buckle collar off and you just have the star mark collar. Because okay. remember, harnesses restrain, they don't train. All they do is you, you bring them back. You know, they try to go forward, you bring them back. There's no consequence to their action, right? So now we're going to start feeding him in the kennel. All right, he's not going to, so that you don't have to stay in guard. That's okay. the, the big thing there, all right? Now, okay. he who goes through the door first is a leader. He who goes through second is a peon. You're going to teach him the word wait, you go through, and he can't come through until you say the word, let's go. And you got to make him wait. You want him to look up at you like, may I follow you. You're going to almost do it in slow motion. So don't be in a hurry to have him come through. You could practice on the bathroom doors, the bedroom doors, the front doors, whatever. Because he who goes through first, what we got to do is put him... Have him see you more as a leader worth following. And when you have a general, it's it's a tough nut. Sometimes it goes backwards before it goes forwards because they are objecting to the power being taken away from them. And sometimes they get a little bit gnarlier. You know what I mean? Not like I'm going to mm-hmm. take your face off, but you know what I mean? They There's repercussions as far as maybe a quick snap or whatever. It's like, hey, wrong. And that's yep. what you want to do is you got to be deep in your voice. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. Now, a, a direct look at him is a... It is it puts him on the defense. So what you want to get used to is you glance at him and turn your head sideways. Glance at him, turn your, his head sideways, your head sideways. Because okay. a side profile to a dog is a calming signal. And so what you want to do is you don't want to go up against him. We just want to rearrange things and get him to see you as a better a leader. And that's where there's consequences to his actions. And it's not going to be an overnight fix. He's going to have to earn everything. If you want to pet him, he has to sit. If he gets up from the sit, ah, ah, wrong, sit. 
You know, and then you place them into the sit. And then you give them little tickles, like, you know, in the chest where the V is, you know? Yep. Okay, give them little scooches there. And there again, don't stare at them. Turn your head sideways and then glance back at them. Turn your head sideways and glance back at them. Don't put them on the defense and sit and stare at them. That makes them nervous, all right? Okay. And so, like, uh, uh, start teaching some tricks. Because the whole thing is, is to get him to sit still, focus, and do something for you, all right? And then, um, uh, did it, did it, did it, do you consider him good weight or overweight? No, I think he's probably a good weight right good. now. Good, okay, okay. Because sometimes, yeah. sometimes snarkiness can come from if they've got a thyroid problem. You know, sometimes, you know, aggression can come from it if their thyroid is, is, is wackadoodle. That's why I asked. Like if he was okay. like a rotund dog, that maybe you want to have the thyroid checked. So anyway, but so that's the thing is, is that I would strongly suggest either, like I said, I do have the collars up at you know, Katie's Canines, you know, for a side of her private lesson, or you can just go right into a class lesson, but you need to all get organized here. Now, the big okay. thing is, is that never, ever, if he's sleeping on his couch or the, your couch or his bed, never go into his face and space. You wake him up. You clap your hands, stop your feet. And the big thing that gets most dogs moving real quick, squeak a squeaker toy. And he's going to okay. jump up like, whoa, what? Now, you know when they're awake, awake, when they either stretch and or shake. Now their head is with the room, okay? Now okay. he moved. Now you can go sit down, <laughs> okay? He shouldn't come up on the couch unless he's invited. You can let him drag a nylon leash around the house so you've got something to step on or, you know, pick up and give a little correction, you know, and put it on his collar, not his harness, all right? Okay. But there's, there's a lot of little things that you've got to do to come together, and I really don't, um, you know, have the time right now to go further. But this is will get you started, you know, making, feeding him in the kennel, um, let him drag a leash around the house. He who goes to the door first, you know, is a leader. He, you know, will practice on your, you know, uh, bathrooms and your, you know, bedroom doors and then obviously the front door. You're going to say the word wait. And the hand signal, if you want to do that, you ask him to sit first. Okay, and then say wait, and the hand signal is pointer finger over your right hand sideways, so he sees a side pointer finger. Now, don't okay. point real close to his face, because otherwise he might latch out and get you, okay? So it's just, you just want him visibly see it, just say wait. Step out with your right foot, and then maybe take like five steps. Don't, now, don't turn your back totally on him, don't face him. You're just going to look over his shoulder, your shoulder, all right? And then you're going to count real slow in your head. One... Two and look, you're all looking over your shoulder, and the minute he looks up at you, now you step, you know the way you're going, and say the word "Let's go." He cannot move until you give him the cue of saying "Let's go." All right. Then you're okay. gonna come back. You know, you're gonna go back through the door again, and so then it's it's sit, point your finger sideways, wait. Step out with your right foot. Left foot first, dog comes with. Right foot, dog stays behind. Okay? And then if okay. he tries to walk forward with you, just rock back. Don't turn back and face him. Just step backwards in the feet. You just want forwards in. And just give the leash a, a correction back towards his tail and say wrong. Okay? And then ask him to sit again. Now you get to say wait again. You only get to say wait again once you say at the beginning if you have to give a correction. All right? Okay. Okay, so try that. But like I said, get that book, People Training for Good Dogs by Berryman, B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N, and that's that will help you see things a little bit. We just got to organize the household. We got to organize the dog, and hopefully we can make this come together without, you know, because like I say, some dogs can be repaired. Some dogs, you know, just you got to make decisions, okay? He's very smart, but we're hopeful. Good, good, good. Start <laughs> teaching tricks. Get brain games for dogs, okay? okay. By Aerosmith. That's a good place to start. Okay. okay, so yeah, Thank keep, you. yeah, keep me in the loop.
I will. Okay, thank you. Which of the following animals sleep standing up? Gorillas, flamingos, hedgehogs, or ravens? We'll be back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, which of the following animals sleep standing up? Gorillas, flamingos, hedgehogs, or ravens? Flamingos. Ding, 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 ding. And the reason why, which is, I don't know, God's got a plan. Don't understand it sometimes, but he's got a plan. (laughs) Flamingos sleep standing up because the salt flats they live on are too caustic for them to sit down. Okay. Okay. So it's just kind of like, okay, why would you put a bird in a surrounding where they can't even sit down? Yeah. <laughs> Bring them up here in Minnesota. So you know, at least they can sit down. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a horse. A horse has a mechanism where they can sleep standing up, you yes. know, in their legs. And I that I totally don't understand. Yeah. You know, my Jake, who's uh, 34 now, my horse, um, he's an old style uh, quarter horse. But anyway, uh, he, he lays down a lot now. You know, he doesn't stand right. and sleep as much as he used to. Uh, so now he lays down a lot. So I'm going to say we go through a lot of shavings, you know, but to keep him all nice and happy and cozy in his shed. And then, and he won't lay down. If I put him in the barn, he's got a really big box stall. And um, and he will not lay down. He'll stand all night. But I mm. think maybe he kind of senses that he might not be able to, you know, he's not as spry as he used to be. Sure. That he might, the slur, even though I've got lots of shavings down, that it might be too slippery for him to get his feet underneath them to get them back up again. Oh. So that's why I, I try not to put them in the barn, you know, even though it's a nice box stall. Man, my goodness gracious, it's like a breeding stall. <laughs> <laughs> my husband made a really nice one for for the horses. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. But And then uh, I was going to mention this too with, you know, Jake, I don't know if you guys remember, oh, Jiminy Christmas, it had to be about four years ago. Um, uh, I was having, a, uh, Jake lost a lot of weight. And he had the Hersey squirts really bad. I mean, it was just like runs, all right. Mm-hmm. And literally, you know, horses are put. Uh, they, it's like one to a, one in from one, our gate from one to ten or eleven. One they got one foot in the grave, and ten or eleven is like the morbidly obese. Jake was a one and a half. Oh. And anyway, he just lost so much weight so fast. So long story short, okay, so then I, I got him uh, some Triple Crown um, senior diet. You know, I, I mean, I had him on supplements. Okay, I brought him back. And and then he was doing really good. But then the Hershey squirts every once in a while would rear its ugly head. Mm. And a couple winters ago, literally his tail was like a 50,000 pounds of ice from it. So I literally had to cut his tail off because oh. it, I, it, I couldn't, it was so cold, I couldn't break it apart but anyway my one girlfriend suggested beet pulp okay and i remember at hilltop riding stables when i worked there with walt westman that he used to feed horses that had the heaves watered down beet pulp all right and so anyway so this gal sue uh my neighbor uh sue kirsten uh, she mentioned what have you tried feeding uh, you know the non uh non-sweet that comes in sweetened and it comes in non-sweet okay did you try that mixing that with the triple crown seniors and i'm no so i tried that and it was like a miracle wow. no more not even a blip a blip of the Hershey squirts and real horse turds. Okay, now I've been on that now for, not me, Jake. <laughs> I've been beating it to him for uh, two years now, and I just can't believe. So anybody out there that has a horse that has, you know, you're having trouble with a lot of diarrhea, get the non-sweetened beet 
pulp and then try the triple crown senior and mix it and i always water it down i put warm water on it when i'm in a hurry and let it set for at least 45 minutes to an hour otherwise just regular water and it'll sit for maybe an hour and a half to i mean or two hours three hours whatever and so but i always water it down you got to water it down okay it, it, for sure but anyway so give that a shot that beet pulp non-sweetened i mean i can't believe it i you don't know how fun it is to go out into the pan and go real horse apples <laughs> Real horse apples. It's been two years, yeah. and I'm still yeah. amazed at the real horse apples. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, who's up to bat? Yeah, so we have Chelsea, and she has a question about her cat that's spraying. Oh, spraying cat. Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? Doing good. Good. What kind of cat, cat do you have? How old? Uh, tabby cat. He's ten and a half years old. Okay. Is that the only cat you have? Yes. Okay, and what's he spraying on? Uh, there's a few spots that he's consistent with. Otherwise, there's a handful of random spots we'll find every now and then. Okay. And it it has, a few times, it has been, like, we haven't got his box changed fast enough. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I've seen him spray, like, right after okay. I clean his box. Okay, okay. Um, then, now... Where does he do it? Does he do it like on wet towels, rugs that have rubber backing? Uh, what where where's his kind of norm? Um, well, unfortunately, he's sprayed on our shoes a few times. Okay, okay. Um, What's his personality it, like? He is very lazy. Okay, okay. Uh, what's his weight like? Is he overweight? No, he's fifteen pounds. Okay, well, I that you know, that's here and there. There's cats that should weigh four pounds and are ten pounds. You know what I mean? So, so it's just like for yep. his for his body structure. I mean, does he have a paunch? Is he a swiffer? Nope. And he's okay. from head to butt. He's nearly three feet long. Okay. He's a big long tomcat. Okay. Um, uh, what food do you feed? It's wet food Good. we have and i i do rotate it through nice um okay what uh, healthy balance it, it's a couple different brands Good. and flavors that okay. i rotate through good and what litter do you use in your box we use tidy cats it's just lightweight no scented okay okay and then now does he have any trouble going doo-doos he does all his doo-doos in the box Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Usually when cats spray, it can be the food they're being fed, could be the litter, and then also there's a, a problem in the, in the ranks between human and the cat, all right, that they'll go and yeah. spray on things with the of the human that they're having issues with, you know, like their shoes, their clothes, whatever type thing, all right? It's a way of obviously marking territory. Right, yeah. So, and the worst thing you can do, but you can, you know, I I get it, is that you want to you yell at the cat for doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the worst yep. thing to do because, like I say, cats hold grudges. <laughs> um, there's a book. It's called Your Cat by Aloft A L O F F. And they, she has a lot of good um, b uh, lessons on, uh, or, you know, that it's not only just the health of a cat, it also is uh, works on behavior pro problems, okay? But it's called okay. Your Cat. It's a real thick book. 
Uh, it's a paperback, but it's real big. It's usually about 14 15 bucks online. But anyway, so that there, by going through that, but usually, like I say, when cat spray is they're having an issue with a human in there, and that's just the way, uh, yeah, like I say, if you, if you look at what he's spraying at, is it always the same person's stuff, like shoes or whatever, or where they sleep or where they sit? Is it? Um, yeah, it's mostly for, like, my husband's shoes, and he's recently started spraying on the kids' dirty laundry. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of cats do the dirty laundry. Have you had, um, have you had him in for a wellness check? I have not. That's because, going to be yeah, next. Because- yeah, see, what I would do is, uh, because we want to attend, what we want to do is we want to check and see, make sure their kidney, liver, you know, all the, the main organs, functions, are, you know, bladder, are all working, you know, correctly before we deem that it's a behavioral problem. We, you know, and, and don't, you know, if, uh, if they say vaccinations are due, say no. Right now we're just trying to figure out, yep. is my horse, horse, is my is my cat, you know, is there anything that I, that is signaling why this is happening? Because sometimes, too, cats will, you know, uh, but usually when they, he's actually like ba- backing up and, and his tail goes straight up and he's actually spraying or is he like sitting down and going potty? He's actually spraying. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's with the tail up and it, it kind of jiggles. Yep. yep. Yep, yep. Okay, so that's marking is what it is. But so that's what I would do, though, is that I would get a wellness check, draw blood, just check for kidneys, liver, uh, you know, uh, 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 bladder, things like that, just to make sure he's okay. So then we can rule out the health because there's no sense treating behavior if it's a health problem. Right. And so the thing is, is that which is causing this behavior and then that book, your cat, that will help you out. But then also too, like, does your husband like the cat or not? Um, well, he is now on his last straw and he yeah. wants absolutely nothing to do with the cat. Okay. Yeah. I figured that. Yeah. And see the cat's pick. I'm sure that subliminally, like when you're not around, you know, he might get his digs in with a cat, either yelling at him or whatever type thing, you know? And so he's causing, you know, the, the tension. And so then now the cat is reacting. All right. And so now is the cat have total freedom of the house? He does. Okay. Um, is there, can you... To get him to back, is there like a room that you can use for a cat room for a while? You know, set it up where he eats and drinks and litter boxes in there. You know, you bring him out and where you, you know, you pet him and, and, and hug him and sit and watch TV with him. But he's not going to get a chance to roam the house that he goes back into his cat house or his cat room. You know, whether it's a laundry room or whatever type thing. You know, because sometimes by separating it and giving the two weeks to just kind of, okay, let the tensions calm down, that might help. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, because that's what you just got to do is we got to start, you know, just trying different things and seeing. But see, male cats, they can, if they're if you're feeding any dry food at all, that can get ear, crystals in the urine and they can get a blockage from that. But it just really sounds like, you know, that it, it might be a behavioral. So. But yeah, don't know. have you had this everything ca- I've tried to look up? It's been stories of like, here's my backstory. Here's what we tried. Here's this product I want to sell you, which is like, yeah, no, yeah, I want to know the reason. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> and the best thing to clean it up with is anti icky poo. Anti icky poo. That's the best stuff for cat stuff. I'll tell you. I wish they would advertise in my show because I'll okay. tell you that's the only thing I ever found that really, really works on cat spray. 
And so, anyway, that's, yeah, that's the best. But like you say, it's why. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. And so, like I say, usually when they mark like that, there's a tension in the house, and they're reacting accordingly, all right? And like I say, that book, Your Cat, that will help you through a lot. There's another one. It's called, it's by Divine, D-E-V-I-N-E. And it's... uh Cat Problems and Their Owners, I think it's called Cat Problems and Their Owners. That's another good book also. Okay, there's not too many good books on cats out there. Um, There's a a gal that you can go to the conscientiouscat.com. Yeah, I can say that. Boy, I'm trying to establish new words that I just, uh, but anyway, conscientiouscat.com. She's kind of a guru in the cat community. Okay, so okay. you can try that. I think I have a link on my um, under uh, under links on my website. You go to links, and then it says cats. I think I got a link to her there. But you can try that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that that would be the best thing that I would say, you know, to try. Okay. 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 Good luck. Right. Yes. Thank you so much. You bet. Yeah, there's nothing worse than cat pee, I'll tell you. I'm sorry, not even a pig barn. <laughs> cat pee. Right. Cat pee is so, mm-hmm. it just gags you that stench. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's so, that's why I became a big believer in uh, anti-icky poo. Because that was the only thing that I could do. Because at one time we had some cats that were marking terribly. It was a territorial thing with the cats. Okay. Oh, God, you couldn't even, and when it stinks cat pee in a barn, Ooh. you know it's bad. Ooh, yeah, it's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it was not good, not good. It was, oh, yeah, it was not good. So that's why that anti icky poo. But anyway, okay. What is the fastest water? What is the fastest water animal? A per, 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 <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> per, per, a port. A dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> a sailfish. A flying fish. Or a tuna. We'll be back. Remember, this is from Pretty Woman. Yes. You know this. I knew you'd love this one. Yes, I knew. We could thank a listener for that one. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, I could picture it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then, you know what I did? I did go home and watch. I, I Now I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch it again. Yeah, I did go and watch it. Michael Gear. Oh. You oh, mean well. Richard Gear? Richard Gear. Yeah. <laughs> can't even get the name right. Can't say words. I'm really having a hell of a day here. Okay, I'm going to try this again. Porpoise. There we go. Okay. Porpoise. <laughs> okay. What is the fastest water animal? Porpoise? Sailfish, flying fish, tuna. <laughs> um, sailfish. Well, ding, ding, ding. It is. Yes, it <laughs> I don't is. Even know what that looks you know, like? I just watched a special on tuna, and so that's what I mean. It was. Just, I was thinking it was the tuna. Okay. But no, it's the sailfish. Is the fastest water animal, reaching speeds up to sixty-eight miles an hour. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. Cool 60, name too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't. I would have. I would have said tuna. But anyway, it is what it is. Okay, uh, a couple things here that I want to bring up before I t- tell you one more thing uh, but that I said at the beginning of the show that I was going to tell you at the end of the show, which we're at the end of the show, <laughs> and we'll get there, okay? Okay, okay uh, doodles. I am seeing everything crossed with a doodle. Burn a doodles, you know, uh, uh, the uh, burn a doodles, sheep a poos, springer spaniel doodles, you name it. Now, one thing that people aren't, you know, they're going for after these doodles because of, you know, non-shedding, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and allergies and such like that. Okay, that's great. But people, will you do me a favor? Please get that hair cut out of the eyes, especially puppies, because otherwise the world is very spooky to them. They can't navigate stairs correctly. They are a more skittish dog. Uh, and I'm calling it the owl cut. It's not a real 
cut in the groomer's world, but I'm calling it this. All right. And the thing is, is what you're going to explain to your groomer, you're going to bring him in and it's like, you know how the feathers of an owl goes away from the yes. eyes? Yeah. That's what we want is all of uh, the top of the head and everything. There should be no blinkers on the, no shelf on the top, no blinkers on the side. So you, when you need to do this, especially if you guys got pups, take them to the groomer and say you just want the eyes trimmed up right now. Groomers would rather have you come in and de- get the dog used to coming to the grooming parlor because it makes their gr- their job a lot easier. So please uh, find a local groomer around you and then uh, go in there and, and then help t- also have them show you what brushes you need for that coat and how to use them. Because unfortunately, most people are thinking they're doing a good job and they drop off the dog and they get it backed and it's buzzed. Because what they did is they top groomed them. They didn't groom them all the way you know, to the, you know, down to the skin. And what people don't realize, take your hair and twist it. And then when it gets to the end where it's pulling on your scalp, mm. okay, that's what the dog is feeling. Ooh. You know, all those pulls because right. it's so knotted to the skin. And so that's why it's so important that you understand since you took the time to get a uh, doodle something that you do it right. And your groomers will love you for this. All right. So just, just uh, find a groomer. I like the corner ones. I don't like the big box ones. I, you know, I want to have a really good reputation. I want that person to get to know my me. Yes. and get to know my, my dog, mm-hmm. okay? So please, if you got anything doodle, will you please, please do it right because that's what I'm so scared of is that I, I think the groom, if you want a good job, you become a dog groomer right now. I kid you not, you will be booked from for the next 20 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because good. it is. It, and, and there's a place down by Hastings, it's called Rio Grande Grooming, I think, or something like that, or mentor with another person. Okay, the reason why I waited to the very end here because I uh, got sad news. Um, my Ethel left on Tuesday. Uh, she had a couple days that she wasn't, you know, she just, you know, she wasn't quite right, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it wasn't anything that I've been around dogs long enough. I didn't think that it was anything to hit the panic button about. Well, anyway, and and nearest I could figure when we got her, when she had to go in for her teeth, when she had all her teeth extracted, um, that they probably they put her at maybe seven, eight at that time, and so that would make her fifteen, sixteen, maybe even seventeen. Okay, you know, compared to how long I've had her. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that I got this dog from Minneapolis Animal Control, her and Lucy. And they got, couldn't leave one behind. Me and a small dog in the first was a big hoot. And then they have a, a three-pounder. And I intentionally got yeah. her and Ethel uh, to find him a good home. I didn't want him sitting in Minneapolis Animal Control. Oh, okay. Because okay, right. I was doing an appearance over there for the station. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, you got to take them yeah, home. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And so the thing is, is that never in a million years did mm. I ever think that's such a little... I See, this is why I had to wait. Yeah. <laughs> kid could get under your heart so much and (laughs) i had it together but i didn't so anyway so at the left tuesday uh, just uh peacefully i didn't Mm -hmm. have to you know put it down and uh, my boy i'll tell you talk about a hole holy crap and i still think every once in a while that i got i see her little butt going around the corner so anyway so that's why i waited waited to the end because i knew i wasn't gonna hold it together and then um so this show was dedication my ethel so with that i'll leave you <laughs> thank you y'all for listening and uh greatly appreciate it and boy i'll tell you you know we lose our hearts when we lose these guys mm-hmm. and but some hurt worse than others <laughs> so anyway so thank you hope yeah. and thank you all for listening and uh we'll see you next week
Just sing a song and bring the sunny way. 